book is good about. Her second book was it was to like bring you closer and be like. And I was talking to my mom about it. And a bottle feed. Are you in your heart? Every time I'm like, oh my gosh. Girl, welcome to Coffee Do you have a little one facing deployment? Well, I have the perfect resource for you. Kylie and the Deployment Wall is a short story to help children understand and cope with the absence of a loved one. As a military kid, Kylie is faced with her dad's deployment, but when her mom thinks of a way to keep them connected, Kylie finds comfort in knowing that he is never far after all. Kylie and the Deployment Wall is available on Amazon. Hey guys, happy Monday. We hope you guys had a happy Easter and a lot of you are in spring break. So all the moms out there who are in my prayers this week, I know it's going to be, it's going to (laughs) be great. You're going to have so much fun. You're not going to go crazy at all. Amen. Um, but speaking of amen, a few months ago, Felicia and I, I think it was one of our last church, um, Sundays together. Yeah, It's like a year ago. almost. Yeah. We listened to like this amazing sermon. Listen, if you're in Colorado and you can go to new life North, they have tons of other, like new life has like little churches all over, but new life North was so good. Love, love, love that church. Um, but we listened to a sermon there and it totally blew us away. And the second we heard it, we were like, Oh yeah, like we're, we, we have to talk about that because it influenced us so much. And essentially what it was pretty much just about like women in the Bible. And as we listened to it, It was so easy to hear these different stories from different women in the Bible and then pinpoint like, oh, well, maybe I have a little bit of Ruth in me. Oh, well, I guess maybe there is a little bit of Mary in me and all these things. So we wanted to bring you some uplifting um, and encouraging words from like the women who've paved the way for us. And even if you're not a believer, I feel like hearing as a woman, hearing like influential women's stories is so empowering. So you don't have to follow the Bible to get something out of this podcast today. I think just being a woman and hearing like how these women went through all these hard times and molded like the way for us is empowering in itself. Yeah. I think, um, when we sat down and we're like, how are we going to, how do we relate this? Like, how do we do it? And like, the biggest factor was that whether it's in marriage or the military life or your motherhood experience, you could do hard things. The women in the Bible were doing extremely hard (laughs) things. Like we think our life is hard. Like they were doing hard things. And I mean, Mary sent her son to die on the cross. I'm sorry. That's my baby. I'm sorry. I love Cody so much, but like that, that's my baby. Like I cannot do how, how do you do that? How do you, you how do you have such like, yeah, like unwavering strength and faith? Like, Mm -hmm. like this will be like, you'll make it okay. Like, and that she just like him again. (laughs) Like, I I know I'm going to see Jesus, but just like, and the way, like, if you've read the story, I mean, it's Easter, right? Like, if yeah. you, you know the story of how, like, he was led to the cross and, like, spit on and mocked on and beaten, all of these things. I was just like, there's no way I could stand in the crowd and watch that happen to my child. Like, there's yeah. just no way. And so 
I think it's a good thing to always key in whether you have like a hard day in marriage or a hard day in, you know, yeah. um, motherhood or you have a hard day in the military life or a hard week, a hard month, a hard year. Because yeah. <laughs> that's how the military rolls. Uh, it's okay. Like it, it, you're going to come out through the yeah. other end, right? Like, like you can carry that cross. Like, right. Like yeah. she was so sad. And then three days later, her son rose and she was literally like so happy, right? Yeah. Like she was like so happy. Like she made it through the literal darkest time in her life. So yeah. whatever you're going through, you're going to come out the other side. Like it's in any aspect of your life. And yeah. I think that's, that's something that we as women, like my hormones take over, my anxiety <laughs> takes over. I'm like, <laughs> I have a mental breakdown and then I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I think like, it's just like, let me freak out and everybody will be fine. Just, yeah. No, yeah. for sure. Like, yeah, I don't think that, oh man. And I, I know it's terrible to say that as a believer, but I don't know that I would be able, like you said, to watch my baby, like hang up there. And when I think of her, I think of like just how selflessness it is. And okay. Listen, let me preface this by saying like, there is no sacrifice, like the sacrifice of Jesus, like at all. But if you want to like illustrate it, like in a way we do sacrifice though, like there are many times mm-hmm. that you send your spouse Mm-hmm. on a deployment and you don't know if you're getting them back. And the only way to do that is with unwavering faith that, you know, the people that are surrounding him are going to keep him safe and bring him back. And that God is going to do the same. And so, like I said, there's no, you know, there's no sacrifice that is equal, but I feel yeah. like, I feel like if Mary could hear like what it is to like send a soldier off into war, I don't think she'd be like, well, my, my heart was harder. Like, you know, and I think she would be like, oh my goodness. Like, yes, that is, that is very like a sacrifice. Another woman that when I have hard times, like if I ever find myself like, or my husband, a lot of times he he knows like his job is hard and what he does is it's hard to walk with him through his career. It really is. And I'm not saying that to be ungrateful or anything. I'm just saying that, that, there are beautiful aspects to a military life, but there are also some really hard aspects too. when they pop up again. I question like, do I want to walk this again with like, mm-hmm. not with you, but like, do I want to walk this again? Like, do I want to navigate through this again? Like, this is hard. I know it's hard. I don't like the way this feels. I know it's uncomfortable. And so one quote that always sticks with me is like Ruth and Naomi. And when Ruth told her, like, you know, don't ask me to leave you again. And like if you haven't listened to our deployment series, my husband on his first deployment tried to divorce me because <laughs> he was like, I can't, like, I can't have a wife on deployment. Like I, I just, it's not going to work. And I put my foot down and I was like, I'm not going anywhere. Like I will see you off and I will welcome you home. I am not going anywhere. And I always think about that moment when I read that verse, because I think their sentiment is so so, so relatable out of all. And I'm sure there's a lot in the Bible, but I feel like out of them all in the Bible, that one is so easily to, or so easy to reflect back to military spouse life, because, you know, they're urging you like, like my life is hard, like go, like, don't, you don't, you don't want to be a part of this. Like you don't have to do this. And, and 
we're those, those steadfast, you know, wives that are like, no, like I'm not going anywhere. This is our hard together. If you're going to struggle, I'm going to struggle with you. Like if you're going to, if you're going to move, I'm going to move. If you're going on deployment, I will be here when you get home. Like put me in your, in your tough box. If you want, like, I'll go like, I that's fine. Well, that's what Ruth literally tells her. Like she literally says, your people are my people. people. Your God is my God. Like you're like, I'm going where you're going. That's literally us. My husband is a service member. His people are my people. Like, I want to make friends with these people. Like, I want to, this community, these are my people. Like, as much as I have mom friends and everything, nobody understands. These are the people I'm rallying for. Yeah. Yeah. These are my people. These are the community. This is the community we speak to. This is where God literally led our hearts to, to be. Mm When we started coffee, it was, you know, the three M's and we still do talk about them quite a bit, but it's all entangled into this military lifestyle and how it affects all of these three aspects versus these three aspects separately and independently. Um, And God literally was just like, you need a voice here. You need this like reason and like, you know, um, education and like just a passion for these people because you experience life differently whether people want to be like oh it's the same thing as the civilians go through hard that you do you absolutely do but you've never kissed your husband away and didn't know if he was coming back you didn't do that you didn't you know like sure you have the the thing with a car like a a car accident or something like that right we literally is like i'm sending you to an active war zone I have no clue if you're coming back. When right. you get in the car, you're getting in the car with the faith that like you're coming home, right? right? Like accidents are not like you're coming home. I'm going down the road. I'm coming home. I'm going to work. I'm coming home. Sure. Maybe you have, you know, like oil fields. You're in the field a week and then you come home or however that works. But like I am sending my spouse into danger and still being like, I choose you. I'll be here when you get home, right? right. You go into this with that mindset of like together or not at all. Like we're doing this together. We're not doing this at all. Like we're, we've got this. And I think that's such a hard thing to understand, right? Like when my husband's gone, I feel like, like a pieces of you is missing, right? I feel like kind of like I go to church and I'm just kind of like, I need my other half. Like where is like, you go to, you know, a function and um, I'm just kind of like, I wish I had somebody, you know, like my husband here, like sort of kind of, you know, be with me because like, that's how you, you become, you're like one. Right. And that's what Ruth tells her is like, we're one, like I'm, I'm with you for the long haul. Like, it doesn't matter. Like I'm here and we got this. And I was just like, I don't know. I heard another sermon two weeks ago at our new church. I told Cody every single Sunday since I've been at this church, it made me cry. So I feel like I'm in a pretty good place. Right. (laughs) Um, he said, you know, Jesus understands your struggles. Anything that you go through, you can look at Jesus's sacrifice and you can compare it to yours. He knows what it's like to be betrayed, right? How many times like have we met somebody in this life and we're like, whoa, (laughs) that's not the relationship for me. Um, He knows what it's like. He knows like the ultimate loss, the ultimate sacrifice. He knows. And so I think it's really cool that not only can you look at Jesus, but you can look at different scenarios and people in the Bible and be like, that's just like what I went through. Like, that's right. just what I did. Like I and they, yeah. And they've all made it through. Yeah, no, for sure. And I like how I, I, I think I love that relatability about the Bible the most, because it can be really intimidating when you look at that and the letters are like this big and there's <laughs> the paper is like toilet paper thin. It's like, it's so intimidating, especially as somebody who didn't grow up going to church and things like that. To me, the Bible is very intimidating. And then Mm -hmm. you hear stories and you're like, 
oh, like she was just like me or, and Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe she, like you said, she wasn't sending her spouse off to war. She wasn't moving across the country and stuff like that. But, um, if you take like military out of it, there's other, like, there's other things like how to be like a good friend or how to be a mother Mm -hmm. and all these things are, or take even any attribute any attribute that you have that makes you, you mom, wife, anything, just how to be a good person. Like, how are you treating other people? When we do coffee, like we like to have fun. We like to make the snarky TikToks. We like to make our um, content. That's going to make you laugh. That's going to make you cry. That's going to make you scratch your, like your head and be like, dude, yeah. Like the military, like what the heck is going on with it? Right. But at the same time, it wasn't just like, we had this, like, all this information stored and we're like, this is the year to do it. I feel like God saw a little bit of Esther in us and was like, you have something that I want to use. You're going to yeah. be my mouthpiece. And like I'm saying, I'm not saying that we're, we are like anywhere close to, to being the Lord. Right. But there are moments when I open my mouth and I'm like, God, how did that come out? Like, (laughs) like, why did you make me say that? And then people flood in, like, I needed to hear this. The messages come in. Like I I needed to hear that. Or like to even ask somebody a question, we get messages all the time on social media. Like, I just wanted to ask you because I would, I know you would know, like, I knew you would know the answer to this, or I knew I could come to you and I'd feel safe. Or I just wanted something just told me to tell you this. And there's no other we way literally got one God of those thing. yeah we got one of those the other day and I like instant if you guys thought we cry I cry I don't know what's wrong with me after babies I cry over everything I she answers the phone with the baby on the phone I cry immediately like, and she I... just laughs at me <laughs> <laughs> but I cry over everything and one of you guys sent in a message and like I was out busy running around if we don't respond to you by the way it's because some of us read it and then we forgot and like yeah. we just got busy with life but it like literally pulled me out of my moment of busyness. And she was like, I just want to thank you for being like a saving grace on those hard days, like a voice of reason. I was like crying, Uh that's it, crying. Like you validated everything that we do here just with that simple message. Like I'm having a hard time and I like, thank you. Thank you for what you do. And three years ago, it started as a hobby. Mm-hmm. Now there's times we'll be sitting in church and we'll look at like when we went to church, we look at each other like, are you thinking coffee? She's like, I was thinking coffee. I was like, oh, I knew it. I knew God is like, that. you know, like, here you go. Here's the next one. And it can be scary. It can be scary to put yeah. your faith out there. Not everybody's receptive to it. But if there's one thing that we believe, it's like, I'm not, I don't claim to be a perfect Christian. And I am 100% right. that you have to find Jesus for yourself. You, yeah. I grew up in church. And I had my rebellion stage and things like that. And my dad, my dad, I never fully understood why he would pull us from a church. He'd be like, Mm -hmm. we're going to this church. Then he would pull this because he'd be like, it's not like it's, it's not aligning with me anymore, you know? And I would be like, I don't under like, we're all, we're going to the same type of churches. It's the same beliefs and da da da. Right. But there was a bigger picture for him. And now that I'm a parent and I'm trying to find a church every time we PCS, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I know exactly what he means because I like this and this and this, but I don't like this and this and this, or they teach this and this and this. And I, agree with that but I don't agree with this and this and this and so I can understand it well I I still had to find him for myself because I still had to be like okay I know you shoved down my throat Jesus 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 right but until I hit like that stump and I was like okay 
Like let let's let's reevaluate. Like let me find Jesus for myself. Let me yeah. let me sit down and read my Bible and see what I find. I remember like when I was little and my dad was like, read the Bible. And you'd sit there through all the names of like heaven she came and him and you know, father of the son of the son of the son of the son. And I'm like, golly, like busy people. And you know, you just kind of like or fall asleep. My dad would read the stories and I'd like mm-hmm. fall asleep. Like, yeah. I don't know something about the Bible, but it's really soothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you still had to find Jesus for yourself. And I think some way sometimes you need to be able to be like how do i relate this to myself whether you're an old christian or a new christian yeah. you're like how how do how do i relate like how do i you know i get jesus i get this like how do i find it like to me how does it yeah. fit with me yeah. and then that's when you find people like mary and ruth yeah. and you're like that's me that's yeah, me. that's what i was just going to say is like you can never compare yourself to jesus like you're just right. you're never going to amount right so you have to find yourself in those Marys and those Ruths and those Esthers and Rachels and whoever they may be. And he gave us a whole timeline. And I swear every mm-hmm. one that he read, I was like, Oh, I can relate to her. Oh, wait, no, I, no, okay, wait. And I'm thinking like, okay, when am I going to pick my one? And then we're like in the new Testament and in the old Testament and we're bopping around. And I'm like, I'm a little bit of every single one of these women. And, you know, I think as a woman, you kind of need to hear that. I think a lot of it was, um, I think it was preaching on basically like women don't have a voice. Like one of the big things is like women don't shouldn't have a voice in the church and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, we're going to have to pit when we, when we publish this, I want to go and find that sermon. Cause it was so good. Um, but he, he, he tied in a little bit here. He's like, husbands do not look at your wives right now. Like, I'm, <laughs> you know, like I'm not going to be witness to domestic abuse on a Sunday and stuff like that. And so, but it truly is like, there's so much like, how do I say this nicely? There's so, <laughs> there's so much like in our society too, so much prize on a man, just like mm-hmm. they're the breadwinners. They're the, the leaders of the churches. They are the head of the family. And sometimes it's nice just to hear that like, okay, well, Ruth did this like a hundred thousand years ago and mm-hmm. people praised her for it. And I'm doing the same exact thing. Just in a different, in a different culture, in a different scenario and a mm-hmm. different way of life. And I can find if, if, even if society, and I'm not saying like society needs to praise me for anything I'm doing, but if society isn't going to praise me for it, then I know that I can find praise from the Lord because he found what she, she was doing worthy of praise Yeah, because we're still reading about it. We're still learning about the things that, um, she did. So if I can mimic her, then I don't really care what Sally at the grocery store thinks of me or Joe, the plumber thinks of me, because I I know that I can mimic this into my daily. She paved the way for me and I just have to follow it. Like the favor is already upon me and I don't have to seek approval from Joe Schmo down the road or, you know, the new military spouse that turns up her nose every time she sees me. Like my approval is already it's already one by the the only one that it matters. Well, and it really teaches you like a way of thinking or a way of life, right? Like, especially I think if you don't have a mom, like you could look to that and like, yeah. you know, like that's great attributes that I want to carry. I am a mom and I have a mom and I, those are still attributes that I want to carry and teach my children, right? Like yeah. um, Ruth's faithfulness, her, her yeah. cleaving, right? I want to teach my child that whether it's in friendship, like you, you be fa- you, you, 
you encourage and you strengthen and you walk with them. You don't like just ditch your friend in the hard times, right? When they're in depression, like you walk through that and you're like, Hey, like I'm going to pull you out of this black hole and we're going to get back on top together. You teach them humbleness, right? She washed, um, what's her, uh, Mary Magdalene. I think that's who it was. Um, wash Jesus's feet, right? Like, like, that's I don't I don't want to touch your feet like I love my husband then but don't please keep your feet away from me like I, let I alone wash here, them right I love my toddler but I'm still at that age I'm like oh I don't know how to the feet yeah. um so like washing right humble like she humbled yeah. herself having faith having faith to be like um what was it Jesus provided the bread for the woman um, and he filled her pots full of food um I forget I can find the scripture for it but yeah. he like filled her pots full of food and she like had faith that he would do that right, right. like he she, she was like I have faith that you're gonna like provide right Jesus in the freaking two fishes and whatever like right? he fed the multitudes with that because people had faith in him you know and I think there's huge life lessons that you can take and implement in your life, especially in the military life, right? I have faith. I have, I'm going to put it all in Jesus because there is no way that I can help my husband when he's overseas. Right. There's, I can text him all I want, be safe. Like I please take the precautions that you need. But at the end of the day, I have to put my faith, not in his like friends around him, but like, no. God, please, please bring my bring husband home. home. Right. Please bring my husband home. And if the day ever comes that God doesn't like, Help me to understand like what what happened. Help right. me to see like what's the big picture here. Please show me how you're going to use me through this like dark hole in my life that like I can be a blessing and I can talk to others. Um, Brett Harris, she turned her tragedy into something miraculous. Like she yeah. has influenced and spoken and taught and cared and encouraged so many women in her position just yeah. through like her huge loss. Like God used her as an instrument in our lifestyle to be like, Hey, like you have a voice, use it, encourage right. these women who are, I can't tell you what it's like to go right. through the loss of a spouse. Britt can, yeah. she can tell you exactly what she can tell you how she got out of that. We did an episode with her and she literally tells you, she was like, oh I was gosh, stunned. Was like so... I could not, I have chills. Yeah. She was like, I couldn't do anything. And then here she is speaking. Years later, here she is speaking on the topic, sharing it on a podcast. We were yeah. so new. And she was like, I will do anything to help you. I'll, yeah. Anything. Like, we could believe, we're like, oh my God, it's Brit Harris. You know, she's going to talk with us and encourage hearts and things. Like, on Memorial Day, it's coming up. Like, she shares and she reshares and she continues to talk about her husband and use her situation as light. And I think you can pull from those things in our lifestyle. We need those things. Nobody's going to comfort me. You know, Cody's hours away from me. She's not going to comfort me the way he'll comfort me when I need it. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, you just have to, I don't even know how you follow up on that. It was like, that was a good spill, Linda, <laughs> man. <laughs> no, I'm getting ready for my Jesus. <laughs> no, I agree because there's so, there's so many times as a mother or a military spouse or a wife or whatever you, you're looking for comfort that you're never going to find outside of mm -hmm. the Lord. And it took me years to understand that. And I think a lot of people still struggle with that. And I think the sooner that you find these similarities with, you know, make a Bible BFF. Like that's my Ruth is my girl. Like I love the Ruth stories. Like I just, I love it. I think it is so, I mean, take military marriage out of it. Like I, I suffered for, from a ton of childhood trauma and my little sister was with me like right there with me. And when I read that story, I can put me and her in those situations. Mm -hmm. And it's like, she followed me through, or I can put you and me as Ruth and Naomi. And you got me through a deployment. You got, I got you through a deployment. Like it doesn't matter. You can 
the Bible is there for whatever you need it to be there for. Whether you are going through a joyous experience, you can take that, you can take that story and you can find joy Mm -hmm. or you can take that story when you're having a really shitty day. See, I'm a Christian. I said shit. Like, you know, in our episode, come on. You can have a really bad day and go read the Bible and you're going to find something that lifts you up. And Mm -hmm. I guess I just kind of like when we heard this sermon, that's what we were like really motivated by was just that Mary losing her son that day was probably the worst she thought was the worst day of her life. I mean, I couldn't imagine, you know, and, you know, Naomi finding herself um, just worthless and Ruth saying like, I'm not leaving you like. We are walking this together, regardless if you want me to or not, we are, you and me, we're a team and we're going together, you know, or Esther showing that, like, I might not feel worthy, but Lord, you're telling me to use my voice. So I'm going to use it. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter like what you're going through. Like I said it a million times in this podcast, you can find somebody in the Bible, especially a woman that is going through the same thing you're going through motherhood, marriage, whatever season you're in. Yeah. Promise you that somebody has paved the way for you already. And all you have to do is just open up that, those verses. You have have to find it for yourself. You have to look, you have to sit and take a minute and be like, like, if you just like pull up women of the Bible, right? Like do it, Google search women of the Bible, and then go through their stories. You're struggling with infertility. Hannah, she prayed for a baby and prayed for a baby and prayed for a baby and prayed for a baby for what? And it was like seven years. She prayed for a baby for like years. And they thought God finally gave her a baby. Like there is so many things that you can pull from there to to help yourself, to help better yourself, to help yourself through, to help, um, anything like it can, you can literally be anyone. And I think one of my favorite parts about the Bible is that the way Cody interprets it is not necessarily the way I'm going to interpret it. The way the, the verse that speaks to her heart may not like, yeah, great verse, but might not speak to my heart the way this verse spoke to my heart that, you know, there's this, like, this was made for you. This was here for you. Like I wanted you to pull this out of this story I wanted you and you know what's really cool is when you read a story I'm like oh that's great that's great mark it down mark it down right and then I reread the story and I'm like oh that is how did I miss this the first time like this is really great and then you don't even like mark the one you already marked you're like oh I have like a whole like it pretty soon my book of Ruth will be like highlighted yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. from from beginning to end I found something in beginning to end or the way that your perspective changes, right? There'll be times that I listen to a story and then um, a teacher will, or a preacher will preach on it in church. And I'm like, I never thought of it that way. Right. Like I, that is, I love that. And so that was like our whole hope with this whole podcast is just to be like, that you can find something. We don't always have the right words. We don't like, there's just no way that we can. And, you know, sometimes we might give you a good little zinger here or there. Right. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good in my scripture, but like at the end of the day, it's going to be what you find. It's going to be the sermon that touches you, right? Sermons touch her differently than they touch me. You know, like she spills something that like, Hey, I think coffee is called to do this. And I'm like, I I love that. Like, and I feel like this is what's something that we need to do too. You know, like here's this and here's that. Um, and I think it's great that you can implement it in your life any which way, right? If you're a service member, a um, female service member, right? You might pull something from the Bible where like a strong female, you know, like went into this and did that. And where I am over here, like I need to cleave to my, my spouse or like I needed Mary's story of motherhood to like speak to me. Like you needed one of strength. So that's what's like my favorite part 
Yeah, definitely. And, or like how you just said, like interpreting it different ways. Like we might read the same like passage and as a female service member, you might take it one Mm -hmm. way. And for me, I'm like, Oh, I, this is me on the home front. And you're like, this is what I need on the battlefield. And Mm -hmm. it's the same word. It's just, I mean, that's just how the Lord works is he knows the word is the word at the end of the day, but he knows who needs to hear it and how they need to hear it and how it needs Mm -hmm. to be implemented. And that's pretty much all it is, is making sure that you are taking that time to just be present with those stories and finding the people that you connect to. And I'm not saying that you're going to connect to everybody. Like you're not going to pull a relation from everybody in the Bible, or maybe you don't comprehend every story that's coming from somebody who has a reading comprehension. (laughs) I'll read it and I'll be like, yeah, I don't like, I don't know how that fits in. Sometimes you need to hear somebody else be like yeah. put it in perspective, but I think that's the beauty of being able to create these connections and relationships on your own is because when you're forced into it and you're being mm-hmm. told, like, do this, do this, read your Bible, go to church every Sunday. It, it adds like an element of guilt. Like if you missed a, if you miss a Sunday or, or, or whatnot, um, as this pressure to where it's forced. And that, that's one thing with my kids, especially I never wanted, I want them to mm-hmm. have a relationship with God because they want one. Um, and I'll be there to walk with them if they ever stray to walk them back, but I'm never going to be like, you have to, you have to go to church every week and you have to read your Bible because I don't ever want them to resent the Lord and never find these similarities that I was able to find because I wasn't pressured into it. Yeah. I think it definitely pulls you away from it in a sense. Yeah. You know, I think it's the same with anything, right? Mm-hmm. Study this math, learn algebra. Right. I hate math and I, I don't math. use algebra. So exactly. like, like, you know, and that's like something you have to do. So I think, um, you have to find it for yourself. And I have to let my children, yeah. I, I am a big believer in letting my children, we take them to church on Sundays. We teach them the things that we believe. This is how we believe a, a, a woman should be in this, how a man should be. And this is how we believe in this. And this is, you know, how we treat others and how we talk about others and how we, how we live our life is based on this book. And like, this is why I want to be able to, my dad is really, really great with that. It's like, why do you believe what you believe? Why do you do what you do? I want to be able to show my child right here. This is why I do what I do. This this scripture right here is why I do what I do. This is what I pulled from this. And this is why I, I learned. Like, this, this is what I, I yeah, this is what I interpret from this. Because I think a lot of times too, people hurt other people with the Bible because. Oh, but for sure. Like, you could definitely. But it, yeah, like, like, but, but forcing their interpretation of what the word is saying onto other yeah. people. And that's why I think it's so important that you walk the stories of the Bible yeah. for yourself and make it a personal thing. Like I think b- Bible studies and stuff like that are great, but I think that's something you explore once you are, mm-hmm. once you're more com- like, I would say more comfortable with it. I think the the main thing is finding those people that you are like, I connect with Ruth and this is yeah. what I interpret it. Like, so I would feel totally comfortable sitting down and talking to you about like, Ruth, because I think we both right. see it from. Well, even if you don't see right? it from the same point of view, I just want to say like, this is why, this is what right. I'm taking from my scripture. And this is why, this is why I'm kind. Right. This is, this mine, is why I, yeah, this is why I cling you. to yeah. my husband. And that's why I'm saying like, I want yeah. my children to find those relationships. That's right. why I take them to church and open yeah. the opportunity. When my children talk to me about Jesus, we do that. When we go to restaurants or we're sitting at our dinner table, we say grace before we eat our meals. We do. And that's what I teach my kids. Like, I don't care if you're in public, like we're going to yeah. say grace for our meal. And we're going to ask the whole restaurant to join us. Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. doing any of that. And you know, if you get older and you 
decide that's not what you're going to do, okay. But as for me and my house, we will we serve, will the, serve Lord. the Lord. <laughs> as for me and my house, this is what we're going to do. Um, and I, I know what it's like to be forced to read your Bible. I know what yeah. it's like to, I have forced my kids to read nothing. I have a little Bible that I bought from the, um, the dollar tree, the dollar 25 tree, as a matter of fact. <laughs> um, and it is a new Testament little Bible. I got one when I was dedicated, I dedicated all my kids. They have like their baby dedication Bible, but for the sole fact of like teaching my children, um, I went to the dollar store and I bought little Bibles like this big and they're new Testaments. And I give them to my four and five year old. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is what we take to church. We take our Bible to church. Do you have your Bible? Like you take your Bible to church. And so it is beat crap because they are four. <laughs> and so like the, the front cover and stuff is coming off, but you know what? Like they're like, mom, I need my Bible. Where's my Bible? I want to take my Bible to church. Like here, here's my Bible. Like it's ripped. <laughs> and they're like, I got my Bible, you know, but like, that's something they're doing of their own accord. You know, right. they're like, I'm taking, I yeah, have my Bible and my, my kids girls. are like, I need my Bible. Do you have money for the offering? My kid will like go through my purse and be like, I need change for the offering. And I was like, wait a minute, like, where are you taking? Um, so like seeing my kids have a passion for doing these, seeing my kids yeah. be like, mom, are we going to go well, to church? Well, you're kind of being like a woman of the Bible. You're, you're, you're paving the path. Like you're paving mm-hmm. that. Like, this is how, this is the road that I would like you to go down. And I feel like that was yeah. the whole, the whole echelon that we were trying to come through is these women have paved the path for us. Don't be like Eve. Could you <laughs> imagine? <laughs> could you imagine? Like, let me let me close on this. Okay. Imagine these women going into a Facebook group and seeing the way that we speak to each other or mm-hmm. or the way that we treat each other, um, the way that we are hateful and mean to each other. I mean, if if Mary could hear the fight that my daughters had over lip gloss this morning. Oh my gosh. She probably would have been like, scoot over Jesus. I'm coming on the cross. Where's the little bracelets. Uh, Everybody needs to wear the little bracelets. WWJD. I'm going to see the fights on Facebook from now on. I'll be like WWJD. Yeah, exactly. Because, and I think as a society, and I know you cannot push like your religious belief on anybody in that. And I, I stand behind that 100%, but at some point, like, when do we take over the path? Like the path has been paid for us. When do we as women stand up and, and carry on the path? When do we become compassionate? When do we become empathetic? When do we become uh, like have humility for each yeah. other? When do we have all these things that have already been laid out for us? And so I hope that you listen to this and it sparks something in you to one, go find your Bible bestie because she's in there somewhere. And two, think about that the next time you want to lash out or you want to be mean, or you want to hurt somebody with your words on social media, think about the path has been created for you. So are you going to walk that path? Or are you going to create one that is not, or are you going to create one? It's going to go one or two ways, because if you're going to walk the good path, I feel like the good path has already been paved for us. Mm-hmm. Now are you going to create your own let's see, well, like society is kind of going that way already. So you're kind of out of fork in the road. So I hope that you find your Bible bestie. And I hope that you please, please stay on the path that they've created for us. Because if we all do, I feel like, you know what, the whole, the whole toxic culture would be shut down. Yeah, the whole toxic, this toxic, or imagine our girls, like our little girls, like growing, like, Mm -hmm. our daughters are in third grade. And let me tell you, like the drama, it y'all, I don't remember having drama in third grade, but my kid comes home with new drama every day. And she told me, 
she's like in this like fight with these two girls one girl she's in the she's monkey in the middle these two girls don't like each other but they both want to be her friend and I was so (laughs) proud of her she's like I told them that I don't let people fight over me or about me because she had this problem with girls at her old school she said I'm done with that mom I told them that they want to I know which kid it is too (laughs) I told them that they want to be my friend that they have to become friends first because I'm not going to be in the middle and I was like I'm so proud of you because that is exactly right like you don't get to team up and make one girl feel left out and stuff and so I feel like at the end of the day if they can do it 60 million thousand years ago why can't we do it today Well, that was our confession for this week. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media to catch the latest. Hashtag spill the coffee.